0: words words
1: Word Word hello team welcome to the words in chalk podcast with myself
0: 76 i'm jake nathan i'm jake nathan creates on instagram if you want to follow me please follow him um, yeah i haven't got enough people following me no follow he's,
1: well, he's got what one person following yeah and that's you and that no that's your other account that you made <laughs>
0: oh well you've just ruined it now
1: yeah yeah. yeah. No. Follow Jake. He's a super, super talented chap. He draws and he speaks.
0: Both those things. But yeah. Semi regularly.
1: Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I learned to draw and speak when I was well, quite young. Yeah. Um, I'm okay at it. But you've practiced for a while, haven't you?
0: Yeah. I got better at it I've got, as I've gone on. Yeah. Yeah. Drawing didn't come till recently. I did that in lockdown. Figured that out. Mate, your uh, Jake Nathan portraits are fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, trying to get that going. Yeah. I'm enjoying doing it. Yeah, good. Come on here, see him. Andre 3000. He's on there. He is, yeah. yeah an inspiring robot. Did he, did he sit still
1: for that long while he was painting, while he was drawing him? He did. Because he only moves could, a bit.
0: Yeah, he, he does fidget
1: a bit, but I threatened him. So he, he did. Waving that Polaroid up. around yeah. all the time. like he...
0: Yeah, shaking
1: it. Yeah, he expected the portrait to be a bit blurry.
0: Yeah, no, it
1: worked out all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was a good sitter. Excellent. <laughs> Do you know, I listen to? That's uh, his Twitter bio. Good sitter, yeah. excellent rapper. Yeah, that's that yeah. where he goes by now. Yeah, I listened to Rick Rubin's podcast, and he had an interview with Andre 3000, and Andre 3000 talked about how he's not making music at the moment because he doesn't feel like he's good enough, <laughs> and that he's worried that Pete, everyone will hate it. Wow! And I just I listened to that and thought if Andre 3000. Have having imposter syndrome. Yeah. Who am I to stop for imposter syndrome? It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Similarly, I was watching a, a, a little
1: 10-minute documentary on YouTube yesterday about Jay Electronica. So anyone who isn't familiar, Jay Electronica is an unbelievable MC. It's one of the best ever. One of the best ever. But up until about a year ago, had never actually released an album. So as one of Jay-Z's best mates. He's always around with Jay-Z. He's signed to Rockefeller. He's got loads of like little mixtapes and things that you can get for free on the internet, and he is like a next-level, yeah. like, intelligent fucking writer. Like, absolutely fucking phenomenal. But the reason he hadn't released an album was exactly that, because of, like, the imposter syndrome, yeah. and he didn't believe that any stuff that he did was good enough. Yeah. Which is just It doesn't matter who you are, big, small... Yeah. Like, famous, unfamed, whatever way you want to phrase it... The, the creative mind is a bizarre thing
0: yeah i think everyone is completely insecure and some people just manage to push past it yeah and that's how we get art. yeah used to
1: get those those kind of folks who talk loud all the time yeah the ones are maybe a bit overconfident but say very little
0: yes
1: and the people that say very little that's they've often got mind. the best stuff to say well, yeah
0: but couldn't great in a fruit
1: fight, fight yeah yeah Constant hip-hop gems. Classic lyrics. Out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, those are the people that go next X-Factor, aren't they? They're the ones that make it on because they think they're amazing.
1: They're the next big thing. I've always thought, I mean, I would love to do karaoke, but I cannot sing. But I've got, I think, I've got a really great and eclectic and tasteful taste in music yeah whereas often people who can do karaoke who can sing <laughs> will do your song by Elton John yeah or Angels by Robbie Williams or it hurts coming out of my mouth Sweet Caroline oh yeah by Neil Diamond Being like you have given, you've
0: been given this gift yeah why are you fucking singing that yeah Sweet Caroline sounds much better than 90,000 people at Wembley no it doesn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> I already hated that song <laughs> And then that song ruined football for me. Oh,
0: yeah, you don't follow it anymore,
1: do you? No, I've stopped following football, yeah. yeah. I haven't stopped following football, that's a massive lie. No. Massive, son, massive. Just, massive, sunburn, no. just a Sunderland fan, yeah. That's yeah. All, I, all I care about, really. All I care about. But again, that's kind of the paradox you get with creatives and non-creatives.
0: Yeah. The belief in yourself. Yeah. Like, I think everyone needs someone that sort of gets them going. Someone that makes you think, OK, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Like, just... I remember the first time that I heard um, George the Poet and he's just incredible and he his style is so conversational he he will he'll be like he'll drop into a poem out of out of a conversation you won't even notice for like 32 bars and all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, there's a rhyme scheme there. and picking up on his stuff and he's talk he talks about such important stuff as well. Um, And I discovered him at a time where I was just discovering spoken word as well. And, like, hearing this voice from London, which is where I'm from, like, doing this amazing stuff. And I was like, this is something I've got to do. Like, I've always wanted to write, I've always been good with words. Like, I thought about rapping but only half-heartedly because I didn't think anyone would listen to me. And then I found spoken word and I was like, this is my avenue, this is the way to... To get out and do it, and and show, and to to, to do what I love, because I'd always played the words, but never thought about how to do it properly, how to do it as as an art, other than raps that only ever came out in my bedroom. Mm. I'm a really good rapper in my car, yeah,
1: and when I'm alone. I'm an elite
0: MC. Yeah, that's why I do car bars. Any car other bars. I'm, any other time, I'm no good. Mate, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: funny enough, just rewinding slightly, we kind of drifted into a little bit there, but this, the theme of this episode was around our inspiration.
0: Yeah.
1: But who our inspirations are and what inspires us to write. And funny you're just saying that there. Yeah, George the Poet, I'm familiar with him through Pip. So oh,
0: yeah.
1: I remember he... Um, was talking about him for a little while so yeah it's like have you insane. listened to his podcast George the poet yeah no I haven't I'm yeah. sorry
0: I'm I, sorry George if you're listening I think it's called have you heard George's podcast it's on the BBC it's won awards and it's so incredible it's like it's a podcast but he's doing a poem every time like a like a 10 15 minute poem so he's essentially putting out an album by a podcast it's it's so It's clever <laughs> yeah so if you haven't heard George's podcast No. And when, when you do this one first and then go to
1: him. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You've got another eighteen minutes of us and then you can go and listen to reward yourself to George. With her, George. Yeah. Actually if you when we when you finish this podcast, if you listen to it in reverse, it's one massive palindrome. <laughs> so Jake and I are that fucking clever that this entire thing is scripted
0: and it's a palindrome. Yeah, we're the greatest actors you've ever heard
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's why we can only do it the podcast, though, because physically we give it away. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) And it works in audio. So inspirations.
1: So I think in in the previous podcast we were talking about what got us into spoken word. Yeah. And it's popped into my head as well. A lot of the thing that inspired me to write was actually watching comedy. Yeah. Because, again... There's something about writing a well-crafted joke that works, and if it's not written or the words are in the right place or it's the wrong word, etc., it's the same as MC and lyrics, poetry, etc. But also with wordplay. You know, when I was growing up, because I'm like really old, it was the two Ronnies, Ronnies. and the two Ronnies are like fantastic. I mean, obviously, Four Candles is like like the, the most popular one, but their wordplay was amazing I and mean, in my like when I was maybe like seven, eight, nine, ten watching the two runners yeah. with my dad. As, as well as like Who's Run it anyway? Yeah, great. Um, sure. which again improvising words etc. 40 Towers just all those little um, nuances and yeah. characters I was going to say Monty Python as well. Monty Python of course this uh is shagged after a long school that's
0: exactly the uh <laughs> yeah there you yeah
1: um yeah I mean Monty, I love Monty Python it's very much 50% of it was awful 50% was incredible yeah. same as any sketch show yeah other than the well, far show which I think was like 99% yeah. perfect 50-50 for a sketch show have got a ratio for most sketch shows yeah yeah exactly um yeah, but the, uh, alongside watching comedy was when I was growing up through the 90s yeah. and late 80s and listening to hip-hop. So I think the, the mix between the wordplay in hip-hop and the wordplay in comedy, I think it's kind of led me to my love of words now.
0: Yeah. I heard the phrase, um, poetry is the right words in the right order at the right time, and that's why it's good, but I, I don't think that that's why it doesn't explain everything about poetry that does that explains good poetry and good comedy as well comedy yeah. is very much about how how you say the words how they're delivered how they're how they're put across so I think this is, that's something I've not thought about before but I think that's a really good point like the, per, the perfectly timed joke like when you see the expert comedians yeah it's very is very much like poetry in in getting the right words there to make people feel the right things when you want them to feel them there's probably a lot of similarities there, right, the two. Yeah. I think I like, I like
1: to incorporate some of that into my spoken word pieces. Yeah, you love like a bit of comedy. I yours. do like a bit of comedy in mine, because the naive mind, and I include myself in this, from maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, is when you hear the word poetry, you probably think of men in like ruffled collars and, yeah. and big pantaloons writing really pretentious whatever, I like wandered lonely as a cloud, kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, or a bit later on, you think of like the pretentious, quote unquote, in like coffee shops. Yeah. Roll neck. Roll neck. Um, scarf. Yeah. Often wearing a scarf with a takeaway coffee cup. Yeah. Um, in my experience, observational experience. Um, I'm not you know, broad stroking and judging anybody by any stretch. Right. But but style. again, like you, you, do think that that naive thing it's about. I'm going to talk about my really, really deep, sincere and serious feelings yeah. in his poetry. Which kind of put me off a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: But I think out of recent, when you got, you know, obviously mentioned George the Poet, Pip, etc, etc, etc. When you realise that you can literally talk about anything you want to. So I think I've consciously decided not to be very serious and dark. Yeah. But when I do want to be serious and dark... I'll do it with comedy. Yeah, with humor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think definitely. Like, I had no interest in poetry for such a long time. We did it at school, and there were a few that I like. Remember doing half cast and thinking this is this is pretty good. Yeah, you know, not allowed to say it anymore. No, but that that's poem was the one that explained it to me. Um, yeah, and you like you you've got your anthologies and you're looking through all this really dry stuff, told in a really dry way. And you're just like, who who cares about poetry? It's like this Ponzi thing. But I think like that's the good thing about spoken word poetry, and why I define myself as a spoken word poet, because spoke like hearing poetry spoken is a completely different thing. And I think spoken word poetry, as well in particular, is quite a working class outlet. When you go to a poetry show, you don't like a spoken word poetry show, you don't see. Lots of, isn't it? I don't think I've ever met a po- po- posh person at a poetry show. Like no. it's, it's very much Well, the, 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 like, the
1: six I've been to. I'll be honest. So I, yeah. I, my caveat is that I'm very new to this, by the way. So
0: yeah, we're both fairly new. Yeah. I've been doing, doing it like three years now, but with a, an interruption of a, a pandemic. Yeah. So um, I'm not I'm not an expert by any means. Anyway, but um. And it, I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but you did a couple
1: of live shows, and they went that badly. There was a global pandemic to stop you doing
0: some more. Yeah, I was on stage at the time when it was announced. Was it in Wuhan? Yeah. You did yeah, that live show in Wuhan? Suddenly this bloke shouted, everyone, everyone go home and lock your doors. Yeah. And I was just left standing there, and I had to get a flight home. It was, yeah, it was weird. It's not yeah. the best show that I've ever had. No. Not the worst, either, though. But like, his ripples
1: were felt around the world, so... yeah heavy cloud
0: yeah there was a bat in at the time oh really and uh, he, he looked really ill suddenly yeah yeah Man life yeah but like poetry is the way it's represented in in schools and, and things like that is not it's not a fun thing I think until you see see it being performed spoken word poetry finding deaf poetry jam for me showed me what spoken word poetry just, was just uh,
1: the title deaf poetry jam sounds cool yeah spoken word poetry sounds cool yeah I like spoken vocals as well. I started using that a little bit, but again, one of my little barriers because of a perception and judgment thing is just the word like poem and poetry yeah. doesn't sound edgy, no, or dangerous or risky. And obviously, being like a massive hip hop fan, yeah, that's kind of, I'm used to something looking cool or edgy yeah. or dangerous. Funnily enough, a, a kind of a related story is if you're familiar with the De La Lasso album. Three feet high and rising. The album artwork, it's pink with yellow daisies on it, yeah and the three MCs. So yeah. you So that Mace, Dave, and really cool plug. Well, the album cover is the reason I didn't listen to it forever. Because it looked too soft. Yeah, I'm 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 used to like N.W.A. and yeah. Public Enemy, and although Beastie Boys, and then I've got like pink and yellow, yeah. cartoon cover. Yeah, it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah. So again, I literally don't judge or whatever by its cover. But again, that's why I kind of I struggled a bit with poems and poetry.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at that and then you look at like Odd Future and like the, the artistic direction that Tyler took with all of their stuff, mm. very much drawn from that. I think lots of pinks and yellows and yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's um, it's definitely like a different side. There's, there's there's page poetry which still exists, but spoken word poetry is not that. Like I I want to put out a poetry collection, a book, but I want it to be full of poems that I will perform on a stage. I don't want anything to be just to be like admired on the page. Mm. That's not that's not what I enjoy about poetry. I like poetry that is is performed and is you get the emotion from the poet. Yeah, because there's, there's a particular cadence
1: to. Excuse me, I burped everybody. Jake and I have just had a really nice chilli
0: Yeah
1: With coconut chili. rice And creme fraiche That was Which is dinner. I believe is French for fresh cream Oh really? Yes
0: That's interesting
1: It is um, Yeah so when, when you perform the poem you, you have a particular cadence You can drop words here and there Which if you were just to read that as an audience Or the person reading the book yeah. You might not get those nuances or that Yeah when, when you write yours cause I, when I write mine on my notes on my phone because I'm in the year 2022 yeah I um, format where the words are so I have like a little three dots if there's a, a whatever or I have like one word to put a pause on in. a line so I know yeah. the, the cadence of the poem
0: yeah and I think that's a big thing like when you read poetry from a poetry book you usually have to make it up yourself mm. the way it goes yeah. So I remember when I first started doing spoken word, I was doing it to be performed. So I I wrote it out like raps, I wrote it out in bars, and I knew where the gaps were and where the breaths were and where the emphasis was. I remember saying to to a friend of mine who did page poetry and spoken word poetry, like, "What's the trick? How do you when you're writing it? How do you know when the, when to end the line and, and stuff like that?" And he just he was just like, "I don't know. Like everyone's just making it up." They'd, they literally end in lines where they want people to take a breath and whatever and like and and some page poets some page poets only write poems that work on the page you have to it's the way that they look on the page rather than what the words say mm. um, so I just when I started writing mine in a way that I wanted people to read it I literally did that I'll have like, I might have a, a a line with five words in it and a line with two but that's the way that I want it delivered I want a breath taken at the end of that line yeah. and then I want a breath taken after the next two words um, And but that's the beautiful thing about enjoying spoken word is that you don't have to worry about any of that if you want to read it you want to buy a spoken word poet's book you can but you can you can sit in an audience and watch some watch an expert do do something that they're enjoying, yeah. and you, you can just take it in. You do, it takes away the barriers of how do I read this? How am I supposed to do that? What what does this mean? It it's just it it opens it up to everybody, which is why I think why I say like I think it's a flat working class art. It's, it's it's like back in the day back in the day getting trying, standing up in front of the pub and telling a story mm. but it take, there's no barriers there all you're doing is listening to words yeah um, and I think that's the beautiful thing about spoken to poetry. I know like dyslexic poets who cannot write a poem down but they can memorize a poem they can write it in their head and memorize it yeah. it, take, it takes these barriers away and opens it up to everybody it's, it takes the elitism out of it the bloke sitting in his his roll neck in a coffee shop in his beret yeah. and pointing moustache yeah. It's not, I you don't, it's don't in to his, In his galoshes. In his galoshes. Or Birkenstocks. Galoshes just makes me think of Mighty Boosh now. The crack fox. I never
1: got him in Mighty Boosh.
0: No, some people yeah. didn't.
1: No. You know, I love Noel Fielding.
0: Yeah.
1: As Noel Fielding, being him. Not a fan of his stand-up or his acting work.
0: Yeah, I can I think, see actually,
1: that. I've had this conversation before. There's some people who are naturally funny, Yeah, but not scripted funny. And Vice versa. Yes, I
0: can see what you mean
1: there. Yeah, yeah that—that yeah. that page poets not spoken about. There you go. Hey, all these things—we're uncovering so much stuff. can't minute, just bring it back so in, round. So, in in relation to inspiration, what inspires you to write a particular poem? So, there's a blank page. There's an unwritten poem. What What gives you that sudden inspiration to? Nice,
0: I don't think I ever with a blank page. I don't sit down to be like, I'm going to write a poem. It will be stuff that's happening in day-to-day life that will make me feel a certain way, and I'll, think, and I'll get an idea from that, and then I'll start writing. So the blank page isn't an issue for me, because I'm not sitting down like, I've got to write a poem right now. I'm going to write it when I write it, and when I have the inspiration. So a lot of my stuff is uh, about my mental health, or about politics, or about the working class experience. So, like...
1: So I don't listen to any of your stuff. Yeah,
0: you hate it all. Yeah. Which is, it's weird, us doing a podcast together. Yeah. Um, and I've left it till now to tell you as well. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's quite a slap in the face halfway through, <laughs> or like two-thirds the way through the podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll just, like, I'll, be, I'll just be laying in bed and having a bad mental health day, and something will all pop into my head, and I'll see it as a metaphor or, a, or something, like something visual and then use that to start a poem like I'll get the first line and that's when I start writing a poem Mm. Not I'm not looking at a blank page and thinking I need a first line I get the line and then I start um or like my political stuff is almost always the Tories have just done something that's massively pissed me off and I'm very angry and need to get it out of me so I start writing poems um insulting Tories um and one an hour essentially isn't it yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's given me a lot of inspiration. It'd be a. Uh, I don't know. Labour, Labour are good at doing it as well now, though. Keir Starmer. But yeah. Let's try not to go political.
1: I don't want to go too political, but essentially you vote for what you think is the better of two evils. Yeah. But ultimately, it doesn't matter who's in charge because the same policies, agendas will be pushed through anyway. Is
0: yeah. completely irrelevant who's in charge? Well, it almost feels like that. I am, I'm sort of done with big politics. Like, yeah. let's well work with the kids and, and teach them critical thinking and let them grow up in a world where they can see these things happening and make better decisions. Mate,
1: wouldn't it be great if schools taught critical thinking, mental health and self-care, and life skills like money management and budgeting and yeah. general being a human being...
0: Yeah, you'd almost think that they, they Rather than
1: <clears throat> the lies in the history books.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like we say, we're not political. It's history, not his story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to learn history, um, Akala's talk on ancient Egypt at, at Cambridge. Have you seen it? Incred- no, but I do love... Akala is brilliant Both anyway. of those things. Yeah, but just like completely turns what you know about what you think you know about ancient Egypt on its
1: head yeah I think I'll watch enough YouTube videos to yeah we have got time for one more <laughs> I need sleep <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah what inspires like when I start like if there's that blank that metaphor not metaphor the figurative blank page yeah. it's like a line will pop into my head so it could be I could be watching the telly and there'll be a sentence and I'm like I've got a rhyme for that. Yeah. And suddenly the entire thing, like the the concept of it is there. Yeah. Or i will just be I don't know, driving to work and like a, a like a multi-syllabic rhyme like for two lines of the poem yeah. will pop into my head. I'm like shit. So but I have to either stop the car or wait so i get to the car park at work and make a note of them. And that's kind of what inspires the piece, yeah. Or um, like I've got one about tea. That was Tasha's idea. I, think I said something. I could write something about anything. Write something about a cup of tea there. Yeah. So I have. Or you know, myself and her are doing a lot of self-care at the minute, like meditation, positive thinking, manifesting, etc. So I've written one about self-care. So like it's like if it's something you're experiencing, yeah. Or that
0: line could just pop into your head. Yeah. I think a good practice as well. I, I'm not someone who. Who goes massively in for like writing groups and stuff like that? Maybe, maybe I'd improve if I did, but um, prompts are quite good in terms of just an exercise in writing. Like, here, here is a theme, write to it, and it can be as broad as you like. But there's um, during National Poetry Writing Month, which I don't massively get behind because it, the name of it's too long and the hashtag is ridiculous. It's, it's Napro
1: yeah, NPRM. It's not even an acronym.
0: No, they don't, they don't go with an acronym. They go with, like, the first three letters of each word. Um, but during lockdown... No, no, no. I, uh, it's it, bad bad word usage, bad yeah, wordplay. From, from poets. You'd expect, you'd expect more. Yeah, but during lockdown I followed, um, I think it was Apples and Snakes, which is a poetry company or charity, um, put up a prompt every day, and I was writing to their prompts. And that helped me in terms of, like, thinking outside the box and doing different stuff. Um, so sometimes, like getting a, a writing challenge or some, yeah. like getting someone to say, "Why don't you do this?" And, and having to think outside of your normal process will help improve your process. Because if you can get it to work on something that is not necessarily like in your wheelhouse, it not like a smooth transition when you come to doing stuff that is, it will happen more quickly. Yeah. So I think I think that. Um, I think that,
1: like you say, the challenge it's the challenge that inspires yeah. me as well. Like, in most things, like I want to be better than myself. Always, yeah. And if I'm going to do something, if I was in the audience, would I connect with it? Yeah. And that's kind of my challenge. I don't think I'm anywhere near that level at the minute, but it's like my my north
0: star, as it were. But you are, like, every time I see you perform, you're better than you were before. Thanks. So you are going through that process. Yeah. And it's, like, being very new to it, as you are, it's all a learning process all the time, and mm. you're only going to get better and better and better because you've got the passion to be better. Yeah. Because it either like you get up with poets that have been doing it for ages, and you're as good as them. You could easily be like, "Cool, this is, I'm the poet Tick. now." Yeah. Done. Yeah. But you don't. You want to be the best you can be. Yeah. So like you're gonna keep improving, and yeah. it's you have to you have to be passionate about it. That's the the ultimate thing. If you if you're writing poems and you're like, oh, this is rubbish, stop writing poems. Like, yeah. there's something else you're gonna enjoy yeah. more. Yeah. As long as you're passionate about it and you want to be better, like that's your inspiration.
1: How comfortable are you with um, like seeking feedback from
0: people? I don't think I'm amazing at taking taking feedback. I will take it, and if it's someone that I know is good and they're me stuff I will, I will think about it but I'm not someone who seeks it mm. I don't think and that's probably a weakness of mine I'll, I could probably improve if I like, went out and said what could I be doing better yeah. but I am quite self-critical in myself so at the moment that's working enough for me to to improve Um, But maybe to get to
1: the next level, that is something that I would have to do, is go and ask for feedback. Yeah, that's a weird question, but, again, it's related to at work. We look for feedback all the time so that we can improve. Yeah. And, again, the inspiration theme is that inspires me. So I will read my poems to Tasha and she will give me an objective audience opinion. Yeah. Um, One of my favourite bits of feedback came from a mutual friend of ours, Mr Chris Glasson. Um, of hardcore listening podcast fame who told me once that my beats were boring huh. He did explain why yeah um, but I've never had better feedback from somebody yeah because that was probably about six seven, eight years ago but I still use that filter and Chris's advice when I make stuff yeah because I really don't want my stuff to be boring. So I'm I'm really happy with critical feedback like the worst feedback is when someone goes yeah it's good yeah but at work like someone today was like oh I I, I enjoyed your spoken word I'm like cool have you got any feedback and they're like oh it's good
0: yeah
1: you know you're like the good doesn't help me like maybe give me some critical feedback
0: yeah yeah I think Chris is because it's
1: subjective
0: yeah Chris is good at that I think like he's pretty blunt and to the point so, like, and stuff like that is, is much more helpful than yeah That's good yeah and i think thinking about it now like having said I don't seek people I do I do send my stuff to people that I know I respect their opinions mm. certain people that, that, I'll, that I'll check stuff with like when I, when I'm writing raps I'll, I'll send stuff to you mm. like is this good um and I've got certain poets I send, send stuff to my mate, Tommy. I'll always check in and stuff with him. It takes forever to listen I have to bug him. But like, I'll just be like, is this is, is this what I think it is? Is it good? And he'll... Like, just little things. Like, he'll, there was one poem where I had some repetition in it. And he was like, you needed a few more lines of that repetition. And I did that and I was like, yeah, that works so much better. Yeah. So I want, like, the sharp, snappy, constructive, I can do some of this feedback. Yeah. I don't want unsolicited criticisms from people.
1: No. Which, uh, that's why you
0: have to seek it rather than yeah So yeah, I someone so. sidling
1: up to you and thinking they can yeah
0: destroy and I, your work I hate the idea of someone like editing my book because I feel like they're going to come to me and like you should change this word and feel like fuck you you don't understand the poem <laughs> <laughs> yeah then set fire to the manuscript yeah. but then again I guess I'll i oh, have to choose an editor that I like when that when comes to it yeah I'll edit it for you, for you. Thanks, for
1: you. I won't change anything no I'll just have complete faith and trust that it'll be perfect well it will be yeah which is what I need an editor to tell me
0: yeah
1: Okay, on that bombshell, we've hit 30 minutes. Oh, a long one. It was, yeah. It flew by, though. Okay. I think we maybe scraped the surface of inspiration. Yeah, I think we could probably come back that. to it. Yeah, maybe we'll do another episode in the future of that. But uh, as always, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight. And
0: you were here.
1: You, you were here with uh, me and Jake and Grace. Had <laughs> <laughs> that work out for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Will you, will you do it again?
1: I hope so. <laughs> hope so. Anyway, team, look after yourselves.
0: Uh, Follow us on, uh, on Instagram. Oh, yeah, of course. Words.in.chalk. Yeah. Um, have a look at our upcoming event. It's got a spectacular lineup. £5 pound a ticket is an absolute bargain for the level of talent you're going to see. We're in Chalkwell Park at yeah, Metal. Come down and see us. Follow me and Stu as well. I'm uh, Jake Nathan-Crates.
1: You are 76. 76 spoken. Yeah. I'll do an- another ending just in case with This Comes Out After um, thanks for coming everyone <laughs> it was packed Um was like show. yeah I didn't think you could have that many encores yeah I genuinely didn't think you could stand in evasions um, the amount of flowers and knickers that were thrown yeah. on the stage I can't believe we had to broadcast it into the park just so everyone could hear yeah absolutely I remember there were the satellite link up with Japan yeah. and Norway because the the amount of up requests and, and the love that we'd be
0: getting from everyone. Yeah, yeah. And when Snapdog turned up, Snoop was incredible. He, just re- he really wanted to see MEP Not he did. He did. Yeah. I blame him. Yeah. Well,
1: he was the one finding the knickers as well. Yeah, he did have a lot with them. He did. Yeah. He always carried on some spare knickers in the Sainsbury's bag. Only Sainsburys. No Only right Sainsburys. Right. Yeah. He's not. He's not a pie kid.
0: No.
1: No. Snoop. No. Well, Sainsburys. Respect to them. You know where stuff is when you go to Sainsburys. I I, I recognise and respect their layout. Yeah, I've always said that about you. You do respect Sainsbury's. I do respect Sainsbury's.
0: Yeah.